1: NMLS number six, five, zero,
0: eight, four equal housing Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults. A spring break from house payments. Save with Conrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt. Just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out. No house payments for two months at
2: savewithconrad.com. How's it going, everyone? It's time for another edition of Strictly Business with Eric Bischoff, presented to you by the Ad-Free Shows Network and Podcast Heat. I'm John Alba, joined as I am every single week by the man of the hour. It's WrestleMania week, Mr. Eric Bischoff. How are you, my friend? Always an exciting week, isn't it? It is. You know, we're
1: uh, we're recording a little bit early. It's Tuesday as we record this. Uh, I'm heading to Las Vegas tomorrow morning. You're off to Los Angeles for WrestleMania. Uh, But even though it's only Tuesday, it's uh, it's an already interesting week shaping up so far, heading into WrestleMania weekend.
2: Isn't it amazing how over the years, and you got to see this kind of firsthand, how WrestleMania evolved from a wrestling event to this cultural extravaganza that brings in Super Bowl-level money for the cities that bid to host WrestleMania and the events that surround it. When did you see that change kind of start to be made inside the realm?
1: Well, in retrospect, you know, you can kind of go back and, and look at some of the early WrestleManias and the effort that went into them and the kind of crowds they attracted, you know, Pontiac Silverdome, for example, whatever the final number really was. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I've heard anything from 85,000 to 93,000 or whatever. But when you start establishing yourself... And, and you do so consistently for a long period of time as an event that can draw those kinds of numbers, it's only a matter of time before cities start bidding for you and, and hoping to gather or get your business. But I honestly didn't see it happen in a, in a major way until really after I got out of the business. And certainly when I was a talent in, in WWE and, and subsequent to that is when those big numbers started really rolling in. There was always, you know, offsets. The city, you know, they won't really, really write you a check but they'll provide X amount of security, they'll provide X amount of this, they'll provide X amount of that. The city will make as many concessions as they can to get your business. But once you get, into the, once you get to the point where you're not only getting concessions uh, from the city in terms of logistical support, um, now you're getting cash. That's pretty cool. It says a lot. And it takes a long time, man. It takes a long time to get
2: there. It also adds to the grandiose of the event as well. It really does make it feel larger than life. And now we have the two-night WrestleMania, which is something that you and I have talked about, what that has evolved into. I do want to ask you real quick here. I know that you, you've you really admired a lot of what Cody has accomplished over the past few years. Now he has a chance to do something very special, and that is become the face of the franchise, win the WWE Universal Championship, and fulfill the legacy of his late great father. How meaningful for the industry, and as someone who's known that family for so long, do you think a Cody Rhodes title win would mean
1: Yeah, you know, when I think about this, I kind of have to separate a little bit Um, on a personal level. You know, I think it's such a fantastic story. You know, if you just look at Cody Rhodes and forget about the story inside of the ring. I'm I'm talking about the real story, the real person. Um, You know, he made his way into WWE and by all accounts, you know, when Cody left WWE, he left a fantastic payday behind. He, uh, while he may not have been, Cody may not have been where he wanted to be creatively and all of that, or felt like he could achieve more, he was still making probably mid-six figures for a long time for a very, very young man. That's a stellar career. But Cody believed in himself enough to walk away from it. And bet on himself. That's such a dusty thing to do. In fact, when Cody did it, when Cody left WWE, I was actually I was in LA. I was at a meeting and I had just finished up my meeting when I heard and, and I texted Cody. Uh, and he called me back and I said, Man, I am so proud of you because you this is you just you're your dad. Dusty was the kind of guy that would be willing to walk away and bet on himself if he believed in it. And I was so proud of Cody when he did that, but Cody made that move. And then he goes to AEW. Fantastic opportunity. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity, maybe once in every two or three lifetimes type of an opportunity to, to partner up with Tony uh, is someone who has that much access to funding. Who's passionate about starting a wrestling company. My gosh, you could not walk into a, a, a better wrestlers dream than what Cody When I say walked into, he earned it. But nonetheless, that was an amazing opportunity. And what did he do two, two and a half years later? He walked away. He walked away and bet on himself. Again, his father's son. Trust me when I tell you, that is dusty roads. And to not only bet on himself, but to... Win so big, to to over deliver, and to win so big, in in that comeback, and now to be in the position that he's in. It, on a personal level, I don't think there's ever been a better story in professional wrestling, a real life story. I just don't. It has everything. It has every element. Yeah. Now on a business level, mind-boggling. <clears throat> no doubt about it. Uh, I think it's going to do great business. I'm, I'm so excited to see, I'm already looking past WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm looking forward to WrestleMania. I can't wait to, 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 I'm going to be watching it in Las Vegas of all places. Um, at least the first night. And I'm, I'm very excited for it, but I'm even more excited about where WWE goes post WrestleMania because they've done such a great job setting the table creatively to not only knock it out of the park on WrestleMania, which they typically do anyway, but to, to be able to continue the momentum. And if they can achieve that, that is a major turning point in this industry. That is consistency, creative consistency that to me represents not just a couple of good ideas, strong back to back, but a different creative strategy, a new approach, whether that approach is execution, which I think it probably is a lot of that. Just the process of how creative is done, right? I, I'm I am guessing only, but I am I would bet heavily that with Paul Levesque overseeing, with Bruce in there, um, you've got a system now that is much more conducive to good creative and 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 paying attention to details. Because you're not ripping stuff up and starting from scratch four times during the course of one well, week.
2: It, it probably helps, Eric, that they're they're installing Impira and in all the Titan Towers offices there because they're helping because they people. can
1: track their pillars. They can track their story. Exactly. They could call Impira, right? Sign up for Impira, and I know you know they're going to have to use my my code to do it. But if you're listening, Nick Khan, if you're listening, and I hope you are, I know you are. <laughs> When you're listening, be sure to write down the promo code because, Nick, I know you're a smart guy and you've been around the block. You were like the top guy in sports at CAA, one of the largest talent agencies in the world. But, Nick, if anybody understands the power of communication amongst your team and having a tool that your team can use collaboratively to track progress, to plan their work and work their plan, it's Empira. And you know that, Nick Khan. (laughs) You know that.
2: And that is just a tease because, in just a little bit, we're going to tell you all about Impera and how it can help not just WWE, but you as well get your business together in a big way. Uh, man, you know, it's funny talking about the Cody stuff. I was watching Raw, the main event segment of Raw, the go home Raw for WrestleMania, the bloodline stuff's going on, and Cody's wrestling solo. And it just racked my brain, Eric. I was thinking about this. We're in this modern era of wrestling. So many fans have rejected the guy that they're told, hey, this is the person, right? Like, this is going to be the guy. This is going to be the ringleader for us. They've rejected. They've pushed back. I'm watching Cody, and I'm like, hands down, this is the guy. He is the guy that is going to take the reins from Roman Reigns, and he's going to be the guy that you can put the ship on their back, and he's going to carry it. I just think it is an amazing, amazing turn of events, given everything that has happened the last seven years. You've jumped further ahead. I don't know that Cody's going to win it. Oh, oh, okay. All right.
1: I'm not not saying he's going to. Interesting. I'm saying the story leading up to it is such a phenomenal story. The the, the fact that he has this opportunity in this moment in time is – to me, it's it's everything. The title is just an affirmation after the fact. Huh.
2: Is Cody tan enough? Are we good on that front? Or what's the deal here? You no, know, I haven't checked him out
1: lately. But <laughs> I do notice from time to time that he's a little pasty. So, Cody, uh, I know Nick Khan's listening. So, Nick, why don't you buzz Cody? Cody. Tell him, just be on the safe side. You never know. Showing up looking like a glass of milk can work against you. Just get a tan. It's not that big a deal. You can spray them on now. It takes you know, 20 minutes. Sure. Boom, you're
2: done. You're good. You look like a goddess or a god. Oh my, oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I'm waiting for the documentary, the WWE biography on that one, 20 years from now on Roman Reigns versus Cody, where Cody didn't go over because he wasn't tan enough. Oh, my goodness. Be the first time, would it? Wouldn't be the first time. Adfreeshows.com. Go check out uh, the archive on that, my friends, because you know uh, that we have got the great stories on 83 Weeks. And if you're subscribed to 83 Weeks, you get access to uh, Strictly Business, which drops every single week. We've had a couple great episodes in the past few weeks. Two weeks ago, we had Chris Van Vliet on. Eric and I last week hit on a couple hot-button Topics that I thought there was some great content to be had. But uh, today, Eric, we are talking about not just WrestleMania, but also we got an update on the WWE sale. We got a couple big updates that I, I know you've been yearning. You've been answering to talk about this. And uh, it seems like if anything is going to be happening, it may be relatively imminent. Uh, the update that we got this morning as we record, this was from David Faber, CNBC. Uh, And I'm going to read quote here for you. Lots of people had doubts about it being the sale for any number of reasons, including, of course, whether or not Vince McMahon, who still owns 37 percent of the company and in many ways controls it, would ever really sell. From what I'm hearing from people familiar with the situation is shaping up to be a pretty good sales process. Some people saying pretty hot and heavy. And those who were doubtful you'd get to a sale at the end seem less so. So, Eric. Perhaps the water's opening up a little bit here. What do you make of that uh, little anecdote there?
1: Not much. It's just gibberish. It's just CNBC time filler gibberish. Sources close to the situation. Give me a break. Nobody that knows anything is talking, number one. That's a fact. And the only, if someone is talking to someone in the, commu- in the news financial news community they're leaking information that they want to be leaked that's it none of the, none of this i mean it's interesting it's don't get me wrong i mean i'm when I, you know i i see the headline i'll jump in and read it and it's you know it's it's it is interesting but there's nothing new there the the, the i guess the nuance there is well you know, a lot of people didn't think he would and now they think he might <laughs> okay is that news? Not really. We still don't know who the buyers are. It's a it's a very, it's a very um, secretive process. Everybody, we talked about this here. This show has done a better job discussing, analyzing, laying out potential, real potential about a proposed acquisition or taking the company private, which is where my bets still lie. Um. We've done a better job than just about anybody out there. All right. We've had some great resources on this show. Brian Badal, you know, nobody knows media in, in the merger and acquisition business, in, in particularly in the wrestling category, anybody better than Brian Badal. We've had some real experts on to talk about this p- proposed acquisition. At the end of it all though, it's still a very, very confidential, very uh, secretive process. There are people probably involved in the actual bidding process, not hemming and hawing on the sidelines just to get attention for themselves, but I'm talking about people who are actually engaged in exchanging financial information. There are probably people that are not on anybody's list. There are probably people that should be on people's list that I suspect might be on that list that nobody's really talking about yet. Time Warner. I had somebody ask me, I don't know, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I can't even remember, somebody asked me, you know, wouldn't it make sense for Time Warner? Yes, it would. Don't be surprised if they're not engaged in the process, but you're not going to hear about it. So we'll see. We'll see. I still think, you know, it's interesting because I think, I'm not sure about this, but I think, again, I was we, on this show probably one of the first people come out and say that i saw an endeavor play and of course endeavor came out a couple weeks ago and said oh we can't take on any debt didn't say he wouldn't want to buy it just said he didn't want to take on any debt
2: so we'll see we'll see well because there would be other partners involved with a potential endeavor sale that's not something that other partners perhaps a restructuring perhaps
1: there's all kinds. I actually meat. did
2: mention that in the CNBC report with Endeavor specifically where different assets would be moved around within the company in terms of who controls what. If the intercompany allocations yeah,
1: this is yeah. such a wonderful thing, right?
2: <laughs> Can you provide any additional perspective on that, on how something like that works for people? Who not really. Okay. No, not I was really. just curious if you didn't. Well, uh, one of the th- pretty newsworthy things that I think did come from that report, too, was that he said – that by all accounts, and keep in mind, this is a Comcast owned property, CNBC, that Comcast is not involved in this. And Sean Ross Sapp, who did a pretty extensive report for Fightful later in the day, Tuesday, also reiterated that he has heard the same. And that the most important and prevalent part of Comcast's potential bid would be that uh, they're not interested in having Vince McMahon involved in actually overseeing anything should they make an acquisition like that do you buy into the notion that Comcast could be out on that? Cause I hear that Eric, and that just blows my mind given the tie-ins to the property that Comcast has with WWE.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I guess I'm surprised. Uh, and by the way, earlier I said time Warner, I meant to say Warner discovery or discovery mm-hmm. Warner, which would not that be something. Yeah. Be something.
2: Woo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> could happen. Um, but Comcast, yeah, that does surprise me. Obviously, they've already got a big investment, right? I don't know how that's structured, but it's gosh, they've already got a big investment. You know, WWE has been such a massive part of USA Network, uh, Universal um, for decades now. It's, it would surprise me. You know, management issue with with Vince? Who knows? Maybe I guess perhaps. Um, my perception. Even when I was working there and I was privileged to certain conversations with USA Network, the the feeling I got was, you know, there was a lot of respect there for Vince McMahon. So it's it's like, it would be weird all of a sudden, maybe with some of the baggage that's out there, that could be it. I don't know. Again, I just don't put any stock into what anybody says publicly. I just don't. Yeah. It's like the Endeavor statement, you know? I really want to buy it. I just don't want to go into debt, which is code for I'm going to figure out a different way. Cause it's a really good opportunity. That's what that means is Comcast saying, no? we don't want to buy it as long as Vince McMahon's in. Is that like a soft kind of negotiation or publicly? Ego- I don't know. It seems unlikely to me. It doesn't, I don't think that's how big companies operate, but what do I know? I, you know, I don't know. I'm just Ooh. sitting here in like treehouse in Wyoming.
2: <laughs> Could that also be a way of putting feelers out there for people to, maybe become part of a shared bid for something like that. So like if, if Endeavor saying, Oh, we don't have the capital ourselves to do it right now, it's not in our best interest. They don't need to
1: put out feelers. Trust me.
2: Right. Uh,
1: Ari Emanuel doesn't, all he needs to do is pick up a phone.
2: (laughs) I guess more testing the waters more than anything. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think they're well beyond that. Yeah. I, I I'm asking that out of genuine curiosity because there's so much nuance involved in this process. There was one thing that Sean said in his report that I I think kind of hits the nail on the head with what makes WWE so valuable, and I'm curious your thoughts on it. He said that uh, the industry as a whole views WWE so valuable because of what the content would do for streaming specifically, that Mm -hmm. WWE has Raw, SmackDown, and Premium Live events specifically, that could bolster any potential streaming service attached to a, a potential buyer. Uh, what do you think of that? We've, we've ta- I've
1: talked about that. I've talked ad nauseum about that. You know, this streaming platform is one of the most valuable assets I think in WWE. You it, know, it, it, you look at what WWE accomplished. You know, they were one of the first to go direct consumer over the top. So. You know, they've they they pioneered. They, they there are no peers in that business to WWE that's kind of a big deal deal in the world of entertainment. There was, there'd be a lot of people. And again, I'm speculating, but I'm pulling literally pulling names out of the hat, but whether it be discovery Warner to build their stream, because streaming is where it's going. Streaming is the yeah. future. It's not linear or cable television. It's just not television. But do you, you think- what you need to shore up television because it's still a financially it's a necessity it's viable but slowly but surely advertising is going to streaming platforms mm-hmm. and there's just not going to be enough left in in te- you know traditional television to support the cost of production of, of content to keep viewers coming to it so what do you do you ke- you keep producing television you do the, you do the best you can you cut your budgets you 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 squeeze every nickel out of traditional television that you can while you're building your streaming platform. It's one of the reasons why when, when the AEW rumor before television was announced or anything else, someone asked me about it, what would you do? Man, I would put all my resources into building a streaming platform, even if it meant I lost money for the first several years, because that, why not put, why not invest and get ahead of the curve as opposed to, trying to catch up to it because you're putting all of your resources into traditional television, which is dying anyway.
2: It really is so fascinating, isn't it? That Warner Brothers Discovery hasn't leaned into utilizing AW for any of its streaming platforms yet. It's just not big enough. There's not. You don't think there's a desire to see. No, there's not. There's 845,000
1: people on average that give a shit.
2: Yeah, but but I mean you don't think any of that translates to anything tangible? A little bit, but that's it's not AEW
1: is an infant, it is a child, it is prepubescent at best. It's gonna be a long time before AEW builds up a big enough fan base and platform to be truly viable. C- could it work? Sure. It could be OK, mm-hmm. but it's not going to change anybody's world. It just doesn't have a big enough audience.
2: You know, Eric, one of the elements about WWE as a company that I always found so interesting, especially in the Vince McMahon era, was that WWE really became a production company more than anything. It was a producer right. of content than a wrestling company, a sports entertainment company. It, it was a content producer. We had WWE Films, the the studio. You had the uh, Tough Enough series that was being licensed out to MTV and in coordination with them, Total Divas, all that kind of stuff. I'm curious, with a potential buyer, how much more emphasis would be put on the production company aspect of WWE aside from just Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-view, because that is something we've seen WWE roll back a little bit in recent years. Because it wasn't profitable.
1: <clears throat> you're either in the movie business or you're not. You're not kind of in the movie business. And it was a good, I mean, I remember when WWE Films was first rolled out. I, I pitched a couple projects to them early on. Um, it was an exciting time. Uh, and d- WWE, I think, did as, as good a job as could be done taking their talents and integrating them into, you know, low budget, mid budget films, but utilizing their talent. I think it was a great effort and, and probably moderately successful for a period of time, but it wasn't sustainable and it wasn't scalable. You, but I, you, 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 I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. No, but, but I, when I say that, I mean, you know, for, for something to be a, a success, it needs to be able to grow. You need to be able to scale it without necessarily reinventing the wheel every time. And I think they, WWE probably reached a point where they maximized the revenue for the kind of films that they were able to produce with the talent they had to produce it with and realized that over an extended period of time, it was not a business that was going to grow and it wasn't scalable. The only way you could scale, make it scalable would be to invest a lot more money and now you're competing with the big studios and that's not their business which is why they probably backed out of that deal phased it out eventually
2: but i guess what i'm more referring to in the modern day is think when the wwe network launched so we're going back almost 10 years now which is crazy in and of itself but it one of the biggest appeals of the wwe network was you're not just getting raw smackdown and pay-per-views you're not just getting this massive tape library we have we have all these original series that we're going to be producing for this network as well they had that like punk style series that they did uh, they had the camp wwe series they had they had the. No, I, and, and, and
1: guess what they got out of that business it's it's too much it's they have got a. Ma- I I and i g- 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 trust me i would have done it that's my nature. Grow, keep growing, keep growing, keep growing. You know, try this, try that, do this, do that. I would have done the same thing, but they scaled it all back because it wasn't profitable. I I, I, I don't think that there'll ever be a WWE production studio that's pro- producing different types of content. I know if that's your question, I don't see that ever happening.
2: I guess Even it was new, more so with a, with a, a potential buyer, would a potential buyer see that as an asset that would be worth adding to their arm the
1: production side yeah perhaps but you know a poten- let's talk about potential buyers comcast um disney they have their own sports units mm-hmm. what what unique attributes does a wwe production company bring to the table that they don't already have in spades. I don't see it. I don't see that as being, I don't see it being a bad thing, but I don't see, I don't see that. It's not like the streaming platform where if it does $1, it's actually worth four because it's got so much potential. It, it, it's, it's a one-to-one kind of a situation. If it costs them a dollar, it's worth a dollar. I just don't think it's added value to, to an existing studio. Mm. if it's a comcast or you know uh discovery warner or whatever
2: it's called now um i don't know warner brothers discovery
1: warner brothers discovery that's (laughs) what it's called now
2: yeah i i
1: guess uh paramount could be paramount Ooh, i like paramount paramount's doing some magic
2: stuff let's throw that one out there what do you like about paramount
1: i like Everything about Paramount. And that's a name that's not talked about here at all. Uh huh. Uh huh. But you look at what Paramount, look at the franchise that Paramount built with Taylor Sheridan. Taylor Sheridan is a. He's the Steven Spielberg of our time in terms of television. If you Yellowstone, eighteen eighty three. 1923, um, king of uh, mayor of Kingstown, the Stallone movie of the Stallone series that's out. He's got five count them five absolutely on fire series at Paramount. He is a machine, Taylor Sheridan, and and he produces everything through MTV Productions at Viacom. He's got some great partners, guy by the name of Ron Burkle. Ron Burkle used to own all the supermarkets in Los Angeles, sold them, made a ton of money, now he's he's a finance guy. So he's partners with Taylor Sheridan and his production company. You'll see his name on the credits. He's a grocery store guy, made a lot of money. Ralph's, made a lot of money at Ralph's. But no, Paramount's, and look, they've got a great streaming platform. They're doing a lot of things right. Paramount's doing a lot of things right as a studio.
2: Well, Eric, you just mentioned Ron and how he was able to take that supermarket Imperium and turn it into what he was able to make a small fortune or quite maybe a quite large fortune out of that. Maybe if he had Impera in his back pocket at the time, he could have made even more money because I'm sure when you're overseeing something as large as chains and chains of grocery stores, uh, it's going to be quite the endeavor. But thankfully, us here at Strictly Business We've got Impira in our corner. And if you go to Empira.com, that's E-M-P-I-R-A-A.com forward slash Eric, and use the code WrestleBiz, you're going to get 14 days for free, 20% off your subscription overall. Uh, this is every single tool wrapped up in one that you would possibly want for launching your business plan in an efficient and effective manner. Is it not, Eric Bischoff?
1: It is indeed. And I'll tell you what, a business plan it's exactly that. It's how you plan your work. But imperia is how you work your plan. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You heard that here first. Ash, everybody over in Australia, <laughs> imperia right here. A business plan allows you to plan your work, but imperia, imperia allows you to work your plan. You get to sit back with your dashboard. You get to see where all your pillars are moving or not moving. So you and your team can figure out what it's gonna to take to move that pillar, reach those goals in real time. You could, you could track your business. You could communicate with your team. You could set new goals. Perhaps you set a goal back on January 1st so that by the end of the first quarter, you wanted to achieve, oh, I don't know, let's say Y. But instead of Y, you achieved Y and Z. Now what do you do? You reset your goals, you move your pillars. And you adjust your, your your plan accordingly and you work your plan. I love that. I love Impera. And it's cheap. Couple of these, couple cups of coffee. That's all you need. See this one says fire. Don't get fired. Get Impera. <laughs> that's how you don't get fired.
2: You'll be doing a lot of hiring, in fact, if your business gets off to the right start with Imperial because Imperia allows business owners to work on the business, not in the business. And that is the difference in success in the business world. And if you have any questions, which, believe me, Eric Bischoff and I, we had plenty of questions when we met with these guys. The beauty of it is they're basically at your disposal. You shoot them a message. They got 24-7 support going on over at Empyra. And they've been so great to Eric and I. This is like not a gimmick here. We're talking for real. They've been so great with us in helping us get our stuff organized. And I know that they're going to be doing the same for you, especially as they expand internationally. They just launched a uh, little branch in Denver, Eric. And I'm telling you, you, see, right now, if you're a listener here in Strictly Business,
1: right and let's just say you got a side hustle, you're working out of your, you're working, you got your day job, your night job, whatever it is, but you, you also got your side hustle. It's you and your wife or you and a partner, you and a friend, whatever. Man, you got to work your plan. You get impaired. Let's say you got a bigger business. Maybe you've got seven or eight employees. Maybe you've got 12 employees. Maybe you got 1,200 employees. But if you're listening to the show, you're getting in on the ground floor of a tool that's going to give you a distinct advantage against your competition. Because you know what your competition's doing? If they don't have them beer, they're chasing their tails. They're running around in circles. They look like a bunch of monkeys fighting over a football. That's not right what I was about to say, but damn, I caught myself. <laughs> it's an amazing tool that you can use to Get a productive, competitive advantage no matter how big or how small your business is because it's customizable to your needs. I love this product.
2: Oh, I know you do. 14 days for free, 20% off your subscription. As Eric said, cheaper than two cups of coffee. I mean, come on now. Empira.com, E-M-P-I-R-A-A.com forward slash Eric. Use that code WrestleBiz, W-R-E-S-T-L-E-B-I-Z. And we thank Empira for sponsoring Strictly Business with Eric Bischoff.
1: Hey guys, Eric Bischoff here, and just want to call a quick timeout. I want to tell your listeners about what I've been telling everybody at over at Eighty Three Weeks for quite a while now, about all the cool things that are happening over at AdFreeShows.com. A
2: brand new series has arrived on AdFree Shows. Top of the card unpacks everything you need to know in the wrestling trading card space, and we're starting with the granddaddy of them all, the 1982 Wrestling All Stars Series A set. Now this set was not exclusive to any one territory at the time as we were still right at the tail end of the territory era of professional wrestling. So it was a basically a who's who in professional wrestling.
1: With card number one being Andre the Giant. Others included in
2: the set include Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Ted DiBiase and others.
1: Twenty years ago, Eric took on Stone Cold in the main event on Raw, but the real main event was the confrontation that happened backstage before the show. Now the next week, I'm sitting in this chair and that same guy, I don't think I had said a word to him that day. I don't think I had seen Rick up until the point he came through that door. And he's, you know, getting me, he's just telling me to get up, get out of the chair. He's so pissed off, he's bleeding i'm on the phone and he's got blood (laughs) running down his chin because he bit his lip he was so mad he bit the inside of his mouth he's got blood on a backstage confrontation i hadn't even gotten out of the chair yet (laughs) ad free shows members got to sit shotgun alongside kevin nash and click this co-host sean oliver as they watch back some of the worst matches in history none more so than the yeti Randy now the, the mummy is not Frankenstein You don't walk with your arms straight out With like the that. arms out right And a, and
0: yeah. you know a, a Yeti is also not a mummy But I don't know Was it Jim Hurd who was here Well well, whose brainchild was this Who gives a fuck
1: That's just a small taste Of what we've got waiting for you With four levels to choose from See for yourself why AdFree Shows Is the best value in wrestling today Sign up now at AdFreeShows.com
2: Eric, I I find the timing of this news drop from CNBC interesting and subsequently Sean Ross Sapp as well, because we are in WrestleMania week. WWE is in Los Angeles. I feel like from a logistical standpoint, there's no better way and place to showcase your product than Los Angeles, where all those head honchos are out there for all these networks, for all these buyers. It almost feels like a perfect storm for news like this to hit on a week like this.
1: Almost like it was <clears throat> planned.
2: Mm-hmm. Who's to say? but but it is fascinating because the clock is really starting to tick on these rights negotiations. Like these TV rights, we're entering that window. We are in prime time as far as getting these balls rolling. you keep in mind, we're talking next fall, these things are expiring. So you think typically about a year out, you have a general idea of where you're headed with this. How pivotal of a week do you think this could be for WWE from a business standpoint?
1: Pivotal? I don't know. Uh, I, I Based on, you know, the last four or five, six months, if we see the same increase in sales in WWE as around WrestleMania as we've seen over the last few months. It's gonna be record earnings, it's gonna be massive headlines. It's it's gonna be big, but we've seen big out of WWE before. You know, all of the people that are involved, people that we think might be involved, people that we've never heard of that are probably involved or people that we didn't suspect who are probably involved they've all they all know what a juggernaut this is there's going to be no surprises if anything i think what there'll be is additional confidence in many respects for whoever is is ultimately going to be a participant whether it be a buyer or taking the company private it's going to who, whoever is making a move in whatever form that move takes is going to have nothing but even more confidence mm-hmm. after this weekend than they had going into the weekend.
2: I'm I'm curious because this is perspective that you can offer that probably not many people can. Um, I, I know you weren't involved on the creative side for WrestleMania or from a business side for WrestleMania, but. What kind of internal pressure is there WrestleMania week to deliver the product in a way that you just don't do it. The other 51 weeks of the year, is it any different? Oh, I just got to look.
1: I mean, I got a brief peek behind the WrestleMania curtain. It's freaking nuts. It's not describable because you got to realize that. Any given week in WWE throughout the year is far more intense than any given week probably than any other company that I've ever been associated with. It's already nuts during the middle of nothing going on year, time of year. Now you get to WrestleMania and the workload feels like it triples because there's just more to do. There's more events. There's more PR. There's more of everything. Absolutely more of everything. Now you throw all that additional work on top of a staff that's already typically working 60 hours a week on, a, on an easy week. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Things move fast. Things move really fast. You know, I, I've had a couple texts from, uh, from, friends of mine there. And I keep, I, I keep my responses real short. I don't ask any questions. I don't want to make anybody feel like they should pick up the phone and give me a shout. Cause I know what it's like. I mean, I, I don't know, to be honest, I, I was never really in the heat of the battle, but I was there enough and was able to, to get a good enough look. It's crazy,
2: crazy. It's all the events, right? You got the PR events, You've got the charity events, you've got the shows, you got the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. Oh, by the way, I-, I may as well ask you about this. Someone you know very well, uh, Stacy Keebler. getting the Hall uh, of Fame. What a
1: sweetheart! What a nice human being she is. Yeah. What she's do you think a, about that? One of my favorite, one of my favorite people. She's just such a. She's an amazingly sweet person, and I could not be happier for her. Um. That's all. I mean, I was just, I was just, I that put a smile on my face. She's a very, she's a very cool chick. Sorry. Probably shouldn't say chick, but she would forgive me. And I don't really care about anybody else. So <laughs>
2: chick.
1: she's a cool chick.
2: Now, and she was great. And she always struck me as someone who was kind of down to do anything. What was asked of her had so many different roles. Was she a team player in that sense? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't work a lot with her creatively. You know, I did, I think I did some stuff with her creatively as a talent. You know, she was just one of those people that was always smiling. Mm-hmm. She, you know, whatever you wanted to do, she'd find a way to enjoy doing it and have fun with it and, and, and make it her own and make sure she enjoyed the process. So when you get to work with somebody like that, the only memories I have of her are all just her having a great time, being a great talent, but just enjoying the hell out of it while she was doing it.
2: That's great, that's, that's uh, it's awesome. It's just one of those WrestleMania week things. I mean, man, listen, like WrestleMania week has just become this amazing thing that so many people are able to latch onto it and do big business for their own companies. And we see GCW having like 40 events throughout the weekend. All these local independent wrestling shows happen that are centric to the area, specifically Los Angeles in this case. You get Ring of Honor running the Supercard of Honor. Uh, What do you think of how that has just kind of exploded where these other companies are latching on to the Super Bowl of the wrestling industry? I used to kind of... You know, I want to say resent it because it didn't affect me one way or the other. But
1: to me, it was always kind of like, God, I just don't know. My ego wouldn't let me do that. I I wouldn't want to just tag along, tag in, you know, it's kind of like showing up at a party where you're really not invited. Like nobody's going to throw you out, but nobody really wants you there either. I've been to parties like that. It's like, oh, Eric's here. Oh, (laughs) you want to ask him? No, I don't want to ask him. You ask. No, I don't want to ask. They say that about you. Maybe he'll just leave on his own. I, you know, I don't like going to parties like that. And that's, it's whenever, you know, this is several years ago now when people would, you know, have events around WrestleMania, even when I didn't work for WWE and people say, "Hey, you know, come on in, we'll pay you, you know, whatever we're going to pay you. And I don't think so. Kind of tacky. And then I needed the bread and I changed my mind and I started doing
2: it like everybody else. (laughs) I knew there was a catch to that. but I mean, it is an amazing space for talent to also showcase themselves, right? And like, that's a positive for the industry as far as I see it. Explain you get indie workers who get put on these high profile shows that everybody is watching if you're uh, an independent wrestling fan, number one, so there's more exposure to sell your gimmicks to them to get your name out there, become familiar with them. If If you are seen as a standout WrestleMania week working on different shows, you may get a look at some higher profile independent wrestling organizations MLW, Ring of Honor, Impact, maybe New Japan, New Japan Strong, they catch your eye and all of a sudden you're raising your profile and then maybe Maybe an AEW or a WWE picks you up after a great showing due to something like that. I feel like that is almost like March Madness where if, if a basketball player has a great tournament, all of a sudden their draft stock goes up. Hmm.
1: Well, you have a better feel for that than I do. I don't spend any time going to Indies. There's no Indies around where I live. I mean, right? if there were, or I'd go. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I, looking down my nose at Indies. I'd, there's a certain kind of magic about Indies that I love. There's there's a, there's, a, there's a just a... a, a it's a word, charm. No, it, it's like it's like a naivete in a way. Mm. You know, young young people that are just just getting a break or just beginning to pursue their dream. That's the best way to say it, because it's a good thing. You know, it's not a not a negative thing. And being around that and seeing that enthu- that youthful enthusiasm, that's fun. That's fun. But I, 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 there's, you know, I don't go to indie shows. There's just nothing around here.
2: Yeah,
1: closest I can get is a silver dollar on a Friday night. There's usually a good, bar. there's usually one or two good bar fights between a couple of drunks that are so drunk they can't even hurt each. The only thing they can hurt is themselves, and that's kind of like some indie shows that I've been to.
2: Go to the local lamb vets and see the fish fry going on. Hope that there's yeah. some fish bits around yeah. there. <laughs> it's my life. Don't make fun of it. i'm I'm not it's it's again there's a charm to it but i I guess what i'm saying is too eric like streaming is the heart of this now with companies like fight premier streaming network all of these companies are able to get their product out during this fantastic week where all these talent get to wrestle on these shows and i think that's just really healthy for the industry and that promotes Of of
1: of course it is and
2: i mean you look at some of the
1: big names that you know are making you know Seven figures today that came out of that indie scene. Seth Rollins. No, come on. This guy's rolling in cash. Got himself a beautiful wife that's rolling in cash. Came from out of the indie
2: scene. I mean, look what the indie scene did for Cody Rhodes once he left WWE. Without the indie scene, Cody Rhodes doesn't have his revitalization. He Mm. owns Oh, I totally disagree. He so much so, Eric. I don't know if you saw this. On his weight belt that he's bringing to the ring for WrestleMania, he wrote the name of every single independent wrestling organization he worked for during his break from WWE. I know I love the guy. Yeah. How do you not love that guy? Mm -hmm. See, he's showing respect. Mm -hmm. Respect gets respect.
1: That's how that
2: works. He found himself on there. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. These are all main eventers of WrestleMania this year. And uh, they're gonna they're gonna tear the house down. It is just gonna be fantastic. And, and, and
1: there, John, is the point that you made, and I agree with. You have a much better feel for the potential of what all these indies that are kind of orbiting the WWE moon <laughs> over WrestleMania weekend, and it is a good thing. And you're right, man. A lot of great talent has come out of that indie scene, and if, if being a part of WrestleMania, even tangentially, peripherally, unofficially, um, helps, then I think that's a great thing. Like, I agree with you.
2: Last question for you before we wrap up here.
1: Yeah, give me okay. something to disagree
2: with because I well, don't like always well, agree. I want you to get. I want to you to get worry. the wheels turning. I want you to get the wheels turning. This one because this has been big discourse as far as business goes. Because main eventing WrestleMania is a big deal. It's a big, big deal. And we know that Cody and Roman is gonna be the full show main event, night two main event Sunday. But there's been a lot of discourse over what should be the night one main event and what the significance of that is. There have been some that have argued it should be the bloodline, the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, because of the amount of time invested into that. And there's also been people who say, well, the women have proven themselves over recent years that they deserve those main event opportunities and that it should maybe be Asuka versus Bianca Belair or Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. And Charlotte is part of the franchise, right? What do you think has earned the right to be the WrestleMania main event here? And should there ever be restrictions on what qualifies as a main event.
1: Well, that's what we know, who's gonna, who's gonna enforce it, the government? <laughs> Joe Biden gonna come in with Hunter and decide what qualifies as a main event? No, be held screw a that. That pisses me off that you even suggested it. i made suggest- up all of the things that I agree
2: with you I'm the are. discourse, I'm not Here I'm we not- are, we're gonna
1: introduce the federal government into the main event decision of <laughs> yeah. WWE. That
2: was a you suggestion. You
1: communist! <laughs> My God!
2: No, no Sanders,
1: real. your father. What I, the hell are you getting this from? I didn't say any of that. You did too. Should there be some rules in place to determine what's a
2: main event I, or not? I did not oh, say did. that. Yeah. You're hearing things.
1: I didn't hear it. We're gonna go back. You're gonna listen. Go back and listen. You suggested no, I said, it. what what qualifies a
2: main event. I'm not saying there sure there are Here's rules. What qualifies as
1: a main event? I'm sitting in the chair. It's my fucking chair. It's the main event. How's that? I'm just there. You go. That's how you qualify. (laughs) You get the guy that's sitting in the chair to go. That's my main event. That's it.
2: That's it. Nobody gets a vote.
1: There's no rule book. There's no litmus test. There's no in home voting.
2: Okay. Nothing. Guy sitting in the chair. I'm just asking. I. I it has been a part of the pro wrestling discourse in the past couple of weeks. Ah, so I... ah, people are people
1: need to talk about more. They they need better things to talk about. It should be the, no, it should be the men's tag. Okay. And not because of the amount of time that's put in it. It's because it's as hot as it
2: is. That's where I was trying to get at
1: here. That's it. That's all. Sami Zayn is the second or third hottest property in WWE right now. Mm-hmm. Period. End of conversation. I don't care about the rest of it. None of it matters. It's all subjective. If you think that, if that's your opinion, go with God. Just get away from me because I don't want to hear about it. It should be the Usos, Sammy, Kevin Owens, because that's where the story can go. That's the future. Not that there can't be a future and a story with some other options, but is anybody, honestly, I mean honestly, Going to have a conversation in front of anybody publicly and suggest that there's anything hotter than the Usos and Sami Zayn and, and Kevin Owens right now?
2: I don't disagree.
1: I don't think so. And the only people that are arguing it are dishonest brokers who are just arguing for the sake of virtue signaling and arguing. Screw that. It's wrestling. Go virtue signal somewhere else. Got to have something. Got to have one thing that isn't drenched.
2: <laughs> the silliness. I, listen, man, I don't I don't I don't write the discourse. I'm just sharing the discourse. Well, I'm share just...
1: mine with them. Next time you're in that little discourse. OK, you let them know how I feel.
2: See, the beauty is, there. I don't got to let them know because if they subscribe to strictly business through 83weeks.com and adfreeshows.com, they'll know exactly how Eric Bischoff feels. Yeah, will because-
1: be all kinds. Of, I'm a, I'll be, uh, yeah, I'll be, I, I can't wait to, to read the, the hate headlines on my social media after nope. this drops. And by the way, I don't care. So bring it on, <laughs> bitches. I don't care.
2: Well, you heard us talking all about over Of course, this. again, thank you, Impero. Impero.com forward slash Eric. Use that promo code WrestleBiz. Uh, but we will invite you to get involved with Strictly Business. If you're a potential business that wants to get your product out in front of so many eyes and ears, uh, this is the place to do it. You see 83 weeks, obviously, Eric's primary property that just tears it up every single week with him. And Wait fun. a minute. Who
1: wrote that graphic? Uh,
2: not me. See that? Advertise? Like Oh, man. TV? Oh, we got to get on. We got to get on them Who for that? that. We got to get on them for that. Well, somebody, somebody
1: spells like I do. I might have done that. I didn't do that, but I could have done that.
2: Well, I brought you as advertise with Eric dot com, and uh, you can get your name, your business, your anything out there with strictly business because we would love to partner up with you. You hear how much love and care, with some TLC, we put into Impira every single week. We'd love to do that for your business as well here on strictly business uh, eric i know you got your travels to las vegas safe travels for you anything you know else what i'm going to do gonna... tomorrow what do you got
1: i'm going i'm you know my wife is coming with me of course um our, our daughter montana is running in her fifth or sixth or seventh marathon she thinks she's going to qualify for the boston marathon this time Ooh. so she's very excited so her and her boyfriend are going to be there my sister's going to run a half marathon in vegas okay. with my daughter And Mrs. B and I are just going to walk around Vegas. We're going to go to old Las Vegas tomorrow evening. And we're going to go to the uh, Mob Museum. Do you know they have a mob museum in Las Vegas? In the old part of Las Vegas? Okay. And at the Mob Museum, once you go through the Mob Museum um, and learn all about the the, the history of the mob in Las Vegas, then they have a little speakeasy style
2: uh, bar there. Okay.
1: And I've, I always dig those. It's kind of fun, you know, having a cocktail when you feel like maybe it's against the law or like it was back then. I kind of like transport myself. So I'm going to I'm going to have a cocktail at the at the, at the speakeasy bar at the mob museum. Tomorrow. And know. the rest of the time, I'm just going to eat
2: my way through Las Vegas. I know you're all about that. I know if it's a Japanese place, maybe a good steak. Eric Bischoff is there and he is ready to go. I'm I'm Italian, so. You know, the mafia and all that kind of stuff. I might have. Oh, to you dig it, man.
1: You should go. I didn't know you were Italian.
2: Oh, yeah. Alba is not not Latino. For my case, it is actually Italian. So, cool. Uh, yeah. So, I'm going to have to go check can it out. Can you cook? Oh, I can cook, Eric. Can you really? Eric, I can cook. Eric, I'm I don't. going to have to send you the tweets, man. I, for my birthday, my friends, they pulled together. They got me three Japanese A5 Wagyu's. They got me three of them. And I've cooked two of them so far. And they were freaking believable. Oh, I know. Wagyu's great, but what I
1: want to know is can you cook Italian? Oh, can I, I can cook, cook Italian?
2: Stay. Can I cook Italian? I can cook Italian. Let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up a picture as we as we wrap things up here on strictly business because I made some Italian just a couple weeks ago. Here it is. Ready for this? Look I'm at ready. this manja, baby. Look at that. Come
1: Ooh. on now. Oh, see, I love good Italian
2: food. I can't go oh, yeah. there's
1: no good Italian food here in Cody, Wyoming. No, there is not. <laughs> I mean there's the closest you're gonna get is a can of ravioli over at Walmart. <laughs> a little it. chef boy RD Bring, bring, it, bring it, it home, throw it in the pan, heat it up, and off you go. That's it.
2: Next time we're together, we'll we'll do some Italian up big. Uh this is this has been great, Eric. Safe travels to you. Happy WrestleMania week, everybody. This has been strictly business. We'll see you next time.
1: John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together.